I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. So welcome to Erioki. This is our episode about the Hex House of Tulsa. And I've got Johnetta Rhodes here with me. She's a friend of mine that I made through NaNoWriMo. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as you said, we met through NaNoWriMo, which I am lead, the local Moore Norman NaNoWriMo. So if you want to come out and write with us, totally join. Yes. We're always about it. Um, I also, I do poetry. I'm a painting artist. Like, I work mostly with acrylics. I am also working on a podcast and a book currently. Um, Both are kind of still in the works, so not totally titled yet, but, you know, just kind of all around. I just, I basically keep fucking busy, like, all the time. So Yes, you are probably (laughs) one of the busiest people I know, but you get a lot done. Like, you're not just just one of those people that's always like, oh, I'm so busy, but they don't get anything done. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it just, they say they're busy and they're not really just to sound important. Like, Like, at least I'm, at least I'm getting shit done. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're getting, you're getting a lot of shit done. Yeah. So... So I have Johnetta on today to talk with me about the Hex House, which, <coughs> excuse me, I did not even know this, but um, there's a haunted attraction in Tulsa. Like when I say haunted, I mean like Halloween time, like people dress up in costumes and jump out and scare you type of situation called the Hex House. Really? So when you Google the Hex House Tulsa, this haunted attraction pops up and now is so, it is it like based on loose stuff okay. Loosely, okay loosely based on it it's um the name they got from it and um but mainly it's just i think it's more of a um just a haunted house type attraction oh, okay like what we have here right like right um like here. the bricktown brewery right. yeah haunted house is that even still open oh what was that i don't know i remember when i was a kid that was like <laughs> everybody was scared to death of that thing like everybody wanted to go but if you were too young you couldn't get in and like no because they they make it pretty horrific like apparently it's always in the dark i don't know it has been like i just remember waiting in line to do it i was like fuck this i'm not waiting in this goddamn line with all these yuppie assholes like so you know i i bounced because i'm (laughs) my attention span is like this big yeah you know tiny so (laughs) whatever um but no I, i bet it's cool i bet it yeah yeah, we should do a follow-up after we talk about this. In October, we could go to yes. it. We could go to the Hex House and give it a review. I'm about that. But, okay, so the Hex House is a local Tulsa legend. The house no longer stands at 10 East 21st in Tulsa. It was torn down, I think, in 1975, I read. Dicks. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's tear it down and put a parking lot in <laughs> the American way. <laughs> like, which is what exactly what they did. They put a parking lot there. Yeah, but you can Typical. still see you can Typical. still see the steps of the hex house. They like left them. The steps are still there. Yes. Oh, so dope. yeah, we we could go up to Tulsa and see the steps if we wanted to. Um, I'm about that. I'm about it too. So, um, the story broke in 1944 and it was covered nationally. It was sensational. Like this was, this was one of those stories that it was a scandal. Like it was. Everybody was talking about it. It was witchcraft in the forties. I imagine right. it was a huge witchcraft, fucking scandal. Witchcraft and lesbian sex slavery in the forties. Oh damn! Like, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. talking everybody. This is in across how you know this was a big deal. So, 
Um, the press dubbed the residence of Miss Carol Ann Smith the Hex House of Tulsa, and they called her the She Svengali of Tulsa. Oh, so I did not know who Svengali was. I had heard that term, but I didn't know who it was. So for anybody else who does not know who Svengali is, um, he was a character from a George Du Maurier novel. Um, called Trilby and Svengali dominated, seduced, and exploited the main character Trilby, a young Irish girl, in order to make her a famous singer. So, so very R. Kelly. Yes. Okay. Very R. Kelly. Okay. Like this. This lady is ahead of her time. Like, <laughs> At least she was condemned. Way. Probably. We're hoping. Yes. Oh, um, wait till we get unlike, there. Yeah. Wait till we get there. Okay. Okay. So, um, the house actually. First of all, let's talk about what this lady looks like. Okay. Like, you saw the picture of her. Yes, I she, did. She looked like a nice society lady. Like, she really did. Like, I mean, she looked like a grandma that you right. would run into at, at, like, an upper class church. Absolutely. At, you know, or on, yeah, on a Sunday at, at brunch or tea or something. Like, she looked like like that, you know, that stereotypical, you think in your mind's eye, the lady, you know, right. like a lady. She yeah. looked like a fucking lady. And yeah. here she is being a fucking Looney Tune. And yeah. just like. Got people in her basement. Like. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. She, I mean, not somebody you would expect to keep human slaves. Right. Definitely. Because sometimes like, you can look at somebody and you're like. Okay, if like I, I hate to, to be guess. judgmental right. like that, but no, totally, but I get what you mean. It's it's sort of like I heard this comedian one time talking about Charles Manson, and he said um, that at least Charles Manson had the decency to look crazy. <laughs> and I kind of think that some serial killers yes. and some cult leaders and some you know people who get well, like you look at Ed Gein, like and Ed Gein looked, looked crazy. crazy. I mean, he looked like a fucking a loon. I yeah. mean, and he like he or kind you of look at um have you seen that new documentary The Jinx with about no. Robert Durst? No. That guy has the deadest eyes I've ever seen in my life. Like you look into his eyes and there is nothing. Robert Durst, which was which one was he? Um he had a wife in the 70s that disappeared. Okay. And then, like in Oh, yes, oh yes, yeah, yes, in okay. like high society New York. Yes. Kind of yes, yeah. yes. Okay. So, um, he looked, he, he looks like I, like, I like to call him Deadeye Durst. I think, but, uh, didn't Ryan Gosling do a, a movie yes, about him? Yes. yes. And, and oh my God, that was terrifying. Yes. Like, I remember, I remember that. Yeah. And yes, I remember looking him up afterwards mm-hmm. and dead eyes. Dead eyes. Like. Dead eyes. Nothing Terrifying. There. Nothing yeah. there. Yeah. But this lady, she, Carol Ann Smith looks like. You would want to hang out with her. Like she looks normal. She like, looks normal. She I, looks I would like, hang out with her anyway. Let's let's be right, real. Yeah. Like because she's would, a crazy. Know. She's a crazy yeah. lesbian witch, and I'm like my aesthetic. Let's let's chill. I yeah. mean, I'm yeah. I'm not a lesbian, but um, but everything else. But like I'm really good friends with a lot of lesbians, and I like yeah. them. So hey, heck yeah, let's hang. Yeah. You know, you do curses, you hypnotize people. Like this is goals. Okay? Yeah, yeah, really. Like <laughs> let's be honest. So um, the home that she lived in was a. According to the press, a stately ivy covered duplex. It was a beautiful home. Like it had a balcony. Um, was it, it like ha- Victorian looking? Kind of. Did they have kinda. pictures of it? Yes, there are okay. some pictures of it. Um, I'll have to look it up. Yes. Um, and it had a fireplace in her bedroom. And the balcony. Oh, I, did. I did see the pictures. It was yes. a really nice home. Yes. Yes. Okay. And the balcony overlooked the backyard, which she stood on that balcony when she was overseeing the burial of her dogs. Did Which she... we'll get we'll get into okay, that. Okay. She, she liked to bury things at midnight. 
equation <laughs> like, for goals. Right. Yeah. She liked to bury things at midnight and that was kind of a a thing. Um <laughs> A very, a very um, messed up thing in the yeah. 40s for a lot of people. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's really acceptable now, <laughs> right. alone then. But yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, inside the home, unbeknownst to anybody passing by, anybody looking in from the outside, she was keeping two women, Virginia Evans, 31, and Wyletta Horner, 30. She was keeping them as slaves. When did she acquire them? I believe that they were kept there for seven years. I want to say, don't quote me on that, you you guys, because I saw that number somewhere and I cannot find it again. But I think they were there for quite some time. And it was a it's it's not like something that we have a lot of evidence on. Like there's not a lot of books written about it. No, there's not. Yeah, and it's, especially after any of her life after this, there is not a whole lot of information on that. But um, okay, so. But, you know, people in their 30s, I mean, even if they were kept for seven years, I mean, young 20s, that, that is still impressionable. Oh, yeah. Um, For sure. Uh, You know, it is uh, like I, I did recently just watch the R. Kelly documentary. Yeah. Um, Surviving R. Kelly, which is fabulous. If no one has watched it and it I is available to, it. to you, watch it. It is. What's it on? Uh, Well, right now it was on Lifetime. I watched okay. it on On Demand through Lifetime. But um, it is it is heartbreaking. It is. Oh, it's a head fuck and okay. it's sick at how how easily he gets away with it yeah we'll leave it at that um well because we all know everyone knows that r kelly is a fucking freak and mm. that he's got his weird sex cult and that like you know yeah. he uses music to lure girls in which Swingali, yeah Swingali, yes yeah. and you know keeps them as slaves and mm. like um listening to the survivors talk about like the stuff that they experienced with him <sighs> Man, it's heavy. I mean, it's heavy. Yeah. I was like, fuck. I, I knew what happened, but it was still, it was still very hard watch. But, um, like that, that's kind of like this though. And a few of them were in their thirties whenever he indoctrinated them, yeah. I guess you could say, and brainwashed them and stuff. And they were talking about how it's, it's not just that he seeks out young women. I mean, cause he does definitely have a preference for young women. Um, but he seeks out weak women vulnerable weak mind women. vulnerable yeah. and that's the like that's like their own words paraphrasing but mm-hmm. this was one of them and she said you know he finds that weakness and it's like he latches onto it and he sees something lacking in you and he like shows you this vulnerability which i could very much see someone who looks like a grandma who is very um how would you say like nice polite looking an mm-hmm. elderly woman showing a vulnerability to younger women mm-hmm. to kind of seduce them with this whole idea that yeah you know i'm human too i have these feelings too mm-hmm. like it's almost like you lure them with a false sense of um like understanding and yeah. and understanding yes and you know you have this whole idea that that's the way that they get them in and then the mm-hmm. mask comes off and that's right. kind of what they were talking about like his uh one of his uh ladies was saying that you know you have r kelly and then you have robert and r kelly is a fun great guy Robert is the devil. Wow. And I was like, damn. damn. <laughs> like, so damn, that's. Sis. D- wow. Damn, baby. Right. Yeah. Like, um, damn, baby. That's cold. Right. Um, yeah. But, but true. And I have to wonder, you know, in a lot of these situations where you see people being kept as slaves, mm. because, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I could never give up my freedom. Like most normal people. I mean, I'm sure there mm. might be some 
some people yeah. out there who are like, oh, yeah, I could easily do that. Like, oh, I could yeah. easily fall into servitude. I am not one of those um, people. No, no definitely no, not. But, um, but, you know, I mean, you find a lot of times you find even educated people and it's it's almost it's it's frightening. Yeah. Like, it's like how um, the people that you see that fall into cults are not. They're not these crazy people that no. They're they're just like us. They're like, just like us. They a weakness was exploited, and they wind up in this situation that is out of control, out of their hands. And and I think that's kind of what happened to these two girls. Um, yeah. yeah, I would love I would love to read more about their lives post her. Yeah, because I I feel like it's almost a travesty that we don't have a lot of information post. Mm-hmm this you know sensationalized story it just kind of got buried i mean now nowadays if this were to happen nowadays we would have access to so much information so much information because people would probably keep it alive Mm -hmm. and keep it um fresh and you know because people are obsessed with this kind of stuff like us which is awesome well and speaking of that there the tulsa world reported an additional discovery after the raid. There was a raid made on her home. Oh. And the reason for the raid, it doesn't have to do with the fact that there are these two girls being held captive. <laughs> doesn't have to do with... Forget that shit. Forget that. It doesn't have to do with that. It doesn't have to do with um, the midnight burials that were going on. <laughs> doesn't have to do with any of that. You want to know how she got caught? Hmm. Her war ration book. What? During World War II, there were these ration books that you would get. Right, That right. had, like, the stamps, and you could go and you could turn in a stamp for a can of whatever, or for sugar, or for this or that. Okay. So, Carol Ann had, should have had one ration book. <laughs> she had eight. What the fuck, how? And she, um, okay, so she had this bulldog named Bon Bon, and she used Bon Bon's name to get an additional ration book. And she used all these other fake names too. But it was the one that was Bonnie, her bulldog, that got her caught. Well, and you shouldn't have got that bulldog a ration book. I exactly. mean, come on. So um, she, there was an elementary school that was um, real close to where she lived, Lee Elementary School. And that was where she got her ration books. And the children at the school eventually ratted her out because people came, they, the, feds or the authorities came asking questions about the eight ration books or whatever and the kids are like no there's just one lady like and it was because of the children that they found out hey this lady's got eight ration books and what little snitches oh my god and this is a federal crime like this is so bad this is really bad we don't care about those girls that you're keeping oh they didn't even they didn't even know about that yet yet. okay no no no. they found them when they did the raid oh so when they did the raid they um let's see what all did they find they found um during the inventory that the authorities made um, it was found that Smith had enough makeup, perfume, and other beauty po- products to, quote, stru- stock a drugstore. While Good the girls Christ. were kept in rags, sleeping on orange crates in the basement, and deprived of any of the trappings of modern life. Good Lord. And they also found that she had, let me see, she had a um, $250 silverware set, which was a big deal. Oh, um, yeah. A Packard car. 46 pairs of shoes, 18 pairs of gloves, 26 hats, and lots and lots of makeup. So she was balling. She was balling. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, this was during World War II. This was 
not a time when a lot of people were balling. And no you're, probably, shit. Like... you're probably wondering how this lady had all this money. Well, the way that she was able to live such a lavish lifestyle was because she liked to take out insurance policies on the people close to her. So she was a black widow. Yes. Damn. Her husband, um, her husband committed suicide. He shot himself in the head. Are they sure? Well, some <laughs> people speculate that she cursed him. And because of her witchcraft, she was able to get him to kill himself and she got the money. So she got money from him. She got um, money from many members of her family. And she even took out an insurance policy on her maid who wound up walking into traffic. Holy shit. And so people thought maybe she hexed her because one of the things. And you can't prove a hex. Like you can't prove witchcraft. I mean, I guess in the 40s, maybe it was easier to prove witchcraft and like whatever. But um, damn. One of the things that um, the girls said when they were rescued was that she had hypnotized and mesmerized them and that they had been part of this purification ritual. And during that they were promised a reward, like if they were good or whatever, like if they went through this process, they would be given a reward, but they never told what that reward was. Hmm. And one of the girls, one of the girls said that the relationship she had with uh, Carol Ann was a mother daughter type relationship. Yeah. Cause I sleep with my mother too. Exactly. You know. And then the other one, Let's see. What did the other one say? Was this a parent-child uh, relationship like Norman and Norma Bates? Or No. This, the other girl said that she felt she had been hypnotized and mesmerized by this woman. And that it was like against her will that she was here and all of this stuff. So I think that, I think maybe the one that was saying the mother-daughter kind of relationship i could see there being some stockholm syndrome going on there yeah like especially she might have been there longest exactly especially depending on how long she had been there and i believe let me look in my notes because yeah it was willetta that indicated they had a mother-daughter type of relationship and virginia claimed that smith had hypnotized and mesmerized her into service um damn And some of the crazy stuff, like, I I think that the person who wrote one of the articles that I looked at about this um, wasn't taking into account how people can be influenced and how you can fall victim to Stockholm Syndrome. Because they were saying, like, well, it's weird that both of the women had jobs outside of the home, but they still came home to her. Was this this written during... No, this was written by a guy, like, a couple years ago. Oh, of course, by a dude. That that fucking explains it, like, you know, because, oh, well, they have jobs outside. But, I mean, you see that a lot. You see that with abused women. You see that, especially, um, what's her name, J.C. Dugard. Um, She had a job outside of the man that kidnapped her for what, like 20 fucking years or 18 years, some shit. And um, fear is a powerful thing. Huge fear. They had to like, I mean, when they were interrogating her, Mm -hmm. interrogating quote, quote, because they were trying to really because they they thought that that was her. Mm -hmm. Um, What I read, uh, it's been a while, but um, they had to like work her over to finally get her to admit who she was wow like because the fear of him was so like so fucking deep i can totally imagine that that. even though they had him arrested they you know they knew Mm -hmm. who she was they all of this stuff like she still feared 
that he was going to take her back. Yeah. And that, you know, he was going to fucking, I don't know, like, kill her or, you know, rape her again. I mean, he'd been raping her since she was, what, 11 or 12? Yeah. Whenever he took her. And, you know, that, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, uh, on R. Kelly recently, one of the moms rescued her daughter, like, on the deal. Sorry, spoiler alert. But, um, oh, on the, um... On the thing, rescues her daughter, and she goes back three days later, and then comes home again. Damn. But like she said, that her daughter had been with him off and on for nine years. God, it's a hard spell to break once yeah. they have you, and you know they make. And apparently, what he does is what I've heard a lot of abusers do. Mm. Possibly, what this woman, Mrs. Smith, excuse me, did was that they make you believe. That they're the only people in the world that care about you. Yes. That you have no family that cares about you. Like, nobody cares. Just them. Mm -hmm. And they narrow your world to them. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you do that, that can be very dangerous because it puts this person on a pedestal and it makes them God. And we all know how dangerous God is. (laughs) Like, you know, I mean, uh, no offense, people. But, like, we, we know that, like, that whole mentality of... You know, I have to do this. I This is, you know, my calling. This is my purpose. This is, you know, that can be very dangerous, mm-hmm. especially for a sense of self. Right. And I think um, perhaps that is what happened here. Yeah. Um, which is sad. Yeah. And um, not only was she getting them to give her their earnings, she was also um, getting Virginia's father to send her money. Jesus. On the pretense that Virginia was staying with her and Virginia needed a nurse. How did she convince him of that? I'm not sure. They kept up a correspondence for years. Jesus. And he was across state lines. I'm not sure where he was at. But that's a a big travel, especially back then. Yeah. And so all he had to go on was her word, I guess, and that his daughter was not well and that she needed a nurse. So he sent her $17,000 over the course of these years. Which is a lot of money back then. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money now. It, it is. It is definitely a lot of money back then. Yeah. It's a, it is a lot of money yeah. now. I mean, but geez. Yeah. And um, one of the things that we did not touch on that is an important element of this story. When the authorities raided the house and they discovered the two girls in the basement, they also discovered Mrs. Smith's predilection for witchcraft. oh this sounds exciting yes she had books upon books upon books in the basement about ritual magic about dude i would love to see these yes i know right like where where are they They, i'm sure they burned them probably because you know fucking puritanical probably like oklahoma it is it was Tulsa in the 40s yeah i mean this yeah. is in oklahoma yeah. in the 40s i mean we're bad about that shit now no. let yeah. alone in the 40s they right. were probably like burn the witch's books in the big you know in a big yeah. bonfire like it was burning yeah. man with witch books so right. whatever exactly exactly uh. yeah so there were all of these books and then to top that off there was a journal and in the journal were all of these handwritten notes about Carol Ann Smith's belief that you could control the human mind through witchcraft. Man, that would be so fucking dope to see those. Like, just to read them for, like, historical reasons. That sounds fantastic. And what's crazy is, even even the people who would have said, you know, oh, well, this is down with witchcraft, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
anybody who would have been a naysayer to all of this or said like been skeptical this is what she was doing yeah was controlling them with she made a fucking Mind bitch things. walk into fucking traffic exactly. and die. Like, exactly. I, like, I really want to know how she, how, how she, like, happened. manipulated yeah. that woman. Like, I mean, that's, that's tragic and I shouldn't laugh that, you know, she walked no, into traffic no, and I, died. I, but, like, I get it. But, I like, that's, that's really concerning and that's crazy and it mm-hmm. makes you wonder, like, what, what did she do to captivate? Even, even if it was right. just, like, intense psychology mm-hmm. and not actually witchcraft. Right. How did she do it? Right. Because this is this is a level of mind control that is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that part of that too was like some of the weird stuff that she would do because I know that like well I know that when you're in a burying situation her purpose ba- at burying midnight. her dogs at midnight <laughs> like it's very ritualistic which is kind oh, yeah. of an element of like a cult type setting and um she actually she, then they caught her before she got like a million girls like shit. Yeah. Well, her neighbors reported her when she um, buried the dogs at midnight, but they didn't know there were dogs being buried. They didn't know oh, what was being buried. They thought it might be like bodies. Yeah. And so they in uh, in this whole discovery, this whole raid and everything, they found that there were two coffins in the ground and each of them had a dog in them. And, which sounds pretty ritualistic. I mean, if you right. think of like witchcraft and um, right. sacrificing animals... Yeah, I mean, on the on the more darker yeah. scale of witchcraft, like we're not knocking the Wicca, okay, right? Or yeah, anything. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, but we're, if you're like out there killing dogs, we're we're kind of shaking our finger at you, <laughs> just a bit, just a bit, okay? Because yeah. we, like we like dogs and cats yeah. and and things. Yeah. I mean, like if you're, don't even kill the snakes, okay? Come yeah, on, just leave them alone. Leave just the leave, leave, leave the poor alone. animals alone. No animal cruelty. Yeah, we're not about that life. Yeah. So the Tulsa world. um, they reported an additional discovery after the raid mm-hmm. that quote unquote tends to bear out the sex angle, but it was never revealed what it was. So they like tried to curb the sex angle. Is that what yes. you're telling me? Okay. And but so they didn't people... say, but like, so like the police had like, yes, the there sex was some angle? kind of, there was some, some kind of, some piece of information that made it really look like they were being kept as sex slaves but it was never fully brought to light because I think maybe because of the time, like those details were too lurid or something. And we didn't have the sunshine law in the state of exactly. Oklahoma. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you don't get me started on the sunshine law. Like I am, I am a proponent of that. Oh so, shit. Um, so anyway, th- some people speculate now that maybe what, um, what they may have found was maybe like a sex toy or like, some kind of sexual apparatus. A dildo in yeah. the forties. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my god. Mind blown. Right. Yeah. That would. Oh damn. Yeah. I would love to see these like police reports. I wonder if we could actually get right like access to them now know. because yeah. it's been shit so years yeah. and they're probably all dead right by now. If they were in their thirties mm-hmm. in the forties, there's a good chance right they are no longer with us right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of interesting to speculate what what they might have found that and it and it's interesting that they never really followed up on it after the fact or anything like it never that detail never came to light like even over the years that makes everything. me that makes me curious because it's almost like that um did you ever watch that movie the black dahlia or delilah or whatever no. it was okay well like in it um they kind of play the angle 
I mean, I, I don't know the story well enough to really tell you if the movie is accurate or not. Probably, I'm going to guess it's not because yeah. nothing ever fucking is. But, like, um, Josh Hartnett's in it, like, before he, like, disappeared to fuck knows where. Yeah. Um, and Scarlett Johansson. And then there's... Uh, I kind of remember this. Hillary yeah. Swank. Hillary Swank is okay. also in it. And she's the girl that, like, dies, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, but they play the angle that she is, like, in lesbianic porn, and it's, like, really hard for the, like, the police officers to watch, and, like, they're kind of, like, trying to cover it up, and, I mean, from what I remember, I only saw the movie once, like, I was kind of like, what the fuck is happening here? I am very confused. Yeah. So, like, it didn't really resonate with me, but the idea that in that time period, that the lesbianic, um, like, any of it was just like horrifying to them and they yeah. didn't want to reveal it and they didn't really want to even watch it. And like, like he leaves the room sick to his stomach because he's watching lesbian porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's like BDSM porn. It's not even like tame, right. Vanilla lesbian yeah. porn. It is like girl hardcore. wearing a strap on yeah. fucking the other one in the ass kind of lesbian porn. Like, yeah. I mean, it's hardcore. Mm-hmm. And um, like, so that, that kind of makes me wonder if, this was so, like if this kind of rang true like hollywood right. once ringing right. true to like real life circumstances in something like this right like oh we can't we can't talk about can't that talk because about if we this. talk about yeah. it that's gonna make other people do it you know yeah. that whole fear of mm-hmm. which huh too bad so sad gays can get married bye but like yeah. you know back then it was horrific right you know everyone knew about it nobody talked about it right yeah so you want to know the the weirdest, um, I guess not the weirdest, but I guess one of the injustices of this. She faced very little time for her crimes. Imagine take, that. A sex a offender. Take a guess. Like 10 months. One year. One year. I was close. Yeah. You were close. You were, that, you were right <laughs> on. Yeah. And um, the only thing, like they didn't, they didn't get her for um, having sex slaves. They got her for... For the fraud? Yes, for okay. the fraud and for forcing the girls to perjure themselves in a case of about an assault that have involved a neighbor in years prior. Like, she told the girls what to say when they were on the stand, and they did, and so they got her for perjuring them. Oh, okay. So, um, and she got... That's interesting. She got in trouble for defrauding Evans's father... Um, across state lines. And, and she only got a fucking year oh, for and, all of these, for and, all of these things. And for getting Bon Bon's ration book. Damn. And that would be like a federal. Oh, yeah. 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 And just a year, just a year. Um, And there's not much to be known about her after she was released from prison. Holy shit. She just kind of disappeared. I wonder if someone killed her. I, I don't know. She seems too mean to kill. Well, they like, might have been too afraid to, like, yeah. approach her. And she kind of just, like, went underground right. or whatever. Um, right. Damn, that's weird. It's wild. A year. I wonder if it's because she looks like a nice old white grandma. I'm sure it is. I was That was something I was going to bring up is how do you think this might have played out differently had she been a man? Or a black woman. Oh, yeah. Or a black woman practicing yeah. hoodoo, yeah. quote, quote, on white women. Oh, keeping them Keeping them enslaved. I mean, oh, yeah, they would have hung her or something, yeah. like, oh, probably back then. It would have been It would have been the chair, bitch. Yes, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? But, yeah. like, uh, The lights would have gone dim in McAllister. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which my dad, my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, um, he lived, he was from eastern Oklahoma. Right. And he swore, I don't know how true this was, 
He swore. One of those tall tales that you're not sure of the validity. (laughs) I'm not sure if it's true, but I kind of think it might have been. He said that whenever they would execute somebody in the chair in McAllister, the lights in Stigler would go dim. I don't know, man. I could, I could I don't see know. that. I, I don't, could, I, I could, could maybe see, see that see happening. Because like back in the, you know, in the fifties, like fifties. Maybe 60s, our power plants were like not maybe as. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. It might have. It might have been true. It might have been true. But then again, this is also a man who convinced my mother that he was um, in the CIA <laughs> when they first I love met. Your dad. Like, oh my yeah, God, that's he amazing. he convinced me. He, I'm in the CIA, uh-huh, because you would tell me. Right. right. He, he traveled a whole bunch, and he always was having to do, like, really important stuff for Kermagee, and um, he convinced her that he was actually in the CIA and that he was not supposed to tell her that. But he loved her so much. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. He thought- Your dad was, was feeding some good lines. Oh, yeah. He thought he was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was- He, he sounds was, like he was, man. He was a fun guy. Yeah. Uh, so- so that's it. And I think that um, maybe we should do a follow-up to this in October and go to the Hex House attraction. I think that would be totally dope. <clears throat> like, I am I am for that idea. I am for that idea, too. Um, it's, it's not actually located where the original Hex House was, but the spirit of the Hex House lives on in the Tulsa Hex House attraction. I wonder how mad they'd be if I showed up, like, dressed up as her. Probably not mad. I'd be like, can I be a part of your attraction? Can, um... Probably. They probably wouldn't be mad. I don't think they'd be mad. I'm like, I want to, like, run around to all the all the ladies and try to put my witchcraft on them. Put my witchcraft on them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Mm. Well, thank you so much for, for doing this. I had so much fun. And, um... Do you want to plug anything? Your Instagram? Oh, yeah. You know, if anyone wants to follow me. It's not... It's not, like... I mean, I fail at social media. I feel like, you know, no, you're doing good. I think you're doing good. I, I am like constantly like, oh, I got to post. I got to I got to kind of try to it's interact hard. with people. It is. It is. Especially whenever you're an extroverted introvert. Like, mm. I'm I'm not good at that. Right. But um, yeah, you know, I'm at just J-U-S-T underscore Jonetta, J-O-H-N-E-T-T-A on Instagram. Yep. Um, my Facebook is like dead. But I have it linked same, to it. Same. So, you know, I, like I my author page. I'm like, Ugh. author page on Facebook. I know. I'm, I, I figure I whenever, whenever I finally actually get my draft to a legible draft, mm-hmm. I will, um, I'll like start doing sneak peeks and stuff there. But yeah. for now, whenever people tag me on Instagram, that's where it goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't even really check it cause I'm not really on my, my main Facebook all that much either. Yeah. Like not anymore. I used to be, I used to be a really big Facebooker. Whoops. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Same. Doing the stuff. But no, yeah. Thanks for having me. This was great. And, You're uh, so welcome. I can't wait to have you back. And maybe when you come back, you'll be ready to plug your podcast. Oh, that would be so fun. Which yeah. I will totally be having you on, of course. Yes. Because. I'm so excited. We work so well together. And we Marnie, have so much fun. Marnie's one of my favorite people. Plus, you know, a bitch only has so many friends, right? That's right. That's <laughs> what I said when I started this podcast. I was like, I'm only going to have like a revolving number of people on this podcast because a bitch only has so many friends. Right? Like that yeah. that cracked me up because I was like fucking truth, right? Like real. <laughs> too real. I think you hit 30 and then you kind of get to that point where you're like Ugh. your circle just kind of shrinks. <laughs> shrinks to like three people. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, "Eh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Cut it off. Cut it off." Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much and I can't wait to have you back. Thanks. I can't wait for it either. <laughs> Thank you.